In the name of God, amen. Every time my sister <clears throat> speaks to me on the phone and we say goodbye, the last thing she'll say to me, I bet you can guess, I love you. And um, it's, I would guess, the thing that whenever people are saying goodbye, be it um, at the beginning of a day as you're walking out the door to go about your separate lives, or when you are um, taking your leave from a family reunion, or a gathering of friends, if you're, um, as my nephew is, saying goodbye to his family for six months as he returns to his military service in South Korea, the parting words we most often say to one another as we're leaving, I love you. And Jesus is no different. He's, the scene is his goodbye dinner his farewell dinner. He, he knew it was his last dinner. Um, I suspect the others knew it as well. And he wanted to say a lot to them. And in some versions of scripture, he does, in fact, say a lot. But it all winds back down to this very simple, profound truth. I love you. And then he says... I want you to do something for me as I'm leaving. I'm giving you a new commandment. Now, Jesus giving a commandment isn't like a commandment commandment, you know, finger pointing commandment. It's a, it's a pleading kind of commandment, isn't it? It's, it's a, I want you to do this for me. This is really important. And what he says, as you heard, is I want you to love each other the way I have loved you. That's the most important thing, that you love each other as you have known I have loved you. Now, presumably, his disciples knew what that meant. But I wonder. I certainly know that as I live my life trying to be a follower of Jesus, I don't always know what that means. Or my understanding of what it means changes over my life. Let me give you an example. I, I don't know when any of you first kind of woke up and decided or felt or understood that you were going to be a follower of Jesus. I don't know if that was a conscious thing on your part or if it was just simply like the, the air that you breathed as you were growing up, you know, when, but I had one of those moments when I was about 16, when I, I decided that I wanted to be a follower of Jesus, and it happened in a church where that kind of decision was necessary. I mean, you had to decide, and I decided, and I, I remember hearing the words Jesus loved, people telling me that Jesus loved me, but at 16, the way I understood that 
was, was partial, right? I, I, I believed it, but I'm, but I'm almost convinced it had to do with good behavior too. Like Jesus would love me if I were good, right? That there was some kind of, of, of um, deal going on, right? He would love me if I believed everything that the people around me told me I needed to believe. He would love me if I fill in the blank, right? Because that's how we, that's how we experience love at first in life, or it's how we, we often think these things work out. Like I'll, and it's take, and so I was 16, so that was, I'm 56 now, do the math, that was 40 years ago, right? And I'm still learning what it means to be loved by Jesus that isn't about my being good enough or worthy for it. That Jesus loves me even when I, um, I fail him miserably or I fail to do the very things he's asking me to do, like, like loving someone else. That that love isn't conditional. So I'm still learning that. And then turning around to say, now love other people in that way means I have to grow in my capacity to love in the same way that my understanding of Jesus' love for me is growing. So I, I fall in love and I marry my husband 30 years ago, May. And um, the way I understood loving him then and the way I understand loving him now and all the stages in between have changed over time, not only in my understanding of what it means to love this person who I thought agreed with everything I, <laughs> every opinion that I had when I married him. It, and it turns out he doesn't. And there are times when we don't like each other very much, right? But we're still called to love as Jesus loves us. That's one way I've grown in love. Another is um, kind of coming at it from the reverse. I'm the mother of two sons, now, now grown men. And when I held them in my arms for the first time, I felt a capacity to love that I'd never felt before. Parents, have you felt, remember that? When you first held a child in your arms and your capacity to, grow, to love grew exponentially in that moment. And, and then you hear in your head something like, oh, that's a glimpse of how much God loves me my capacity to love this child. But then as that child grows and grows and we want that child to grow and to become what we'd like that child to become, right? <laughs> and then we're learning that this unconditional love that we thought we had isn't as unconditional as we thought, right? Do you hear what I, my point is simple, friends that this journey of love is lifelong. 
And that it's, it's this, it's both learning how to receive the love of Jesus and to grow in our understanding of what it means to be loved. And then in turn, to grow in our understanding of what it means to follow his commandment to love as he loves. And it's an ever-changing, ever-evolving stream. I, I didn't realize the social implications of love until I was in my 20s. And what I mean by that is I, I didn't meet people or come in contact with people until then who had taken Jesus' commitment to love <clears throat> outside the realm of family and friends into the realm of society and how we treat one another in a collective way. I had never seen that before. And I, I saw it, and it was like a revelation to me that, that love wasn't only about how I loved my husband or my children, but how we treated one another in, in society. And, and that meant the laws that we passed and the, and the ways we held each other in dignity and, and issues of justice and fairness, that that too was a form of this new commandment. And that we had obligations to one another that were bigger than how we felt in a given moment, but how we would choose to be as communities and society. And so, again, that sense of love growing. And we heard an instance, I think this, this passage from, um, the first passage read from Acts is a, is a fascinating example of what, when we think we know what love is from God's perspective, and then it gets turned on its head. Because in that passage, the earliest followers of Jesus are realizing that people they assumed were outside of God's love were actually inside. And that is the story of humankind right there. Our learning that people we once assumed were outside were actually inside. Think about the stories of our own country and the ways we've treated one another and coming to understand the breadth and the depth of God's love and what the implications are for us as people. So for those of you, who are, who are the three to be confirmed today? Can I see who you are? One, two, three. Gentlemen, your task in life, as is for all of us, is to take these very simple words, love one another as I have loved you, as the greatest adventure and mystery of your lives. That learning what it means to be loved by Jesus and then turning around and sharing that love will help you to grow in ways that you can't even imagine now because you will grow in your understanding of what it means for God to love you through him and in what that means for you as you love others. But it all comes down to love. And I'm just going to share with you one other thing, that this comes from our presiding bishop. And I, um, I want you to hear this, because you're intelligent people. If you can see something in the world that is not loving, it's not of God. 
even if it's done in the name of God. If you see anything being done or heard or said that in your mind you can say that isn't love, then it's not of God. Do you hear me? And conversely, if you see someone or something acting in the mo- that you can tell is loving, whether or not that person is a person of faith or not, the love is of God. And so that's our litmus test always. Is it of love? Then it's of God. And if it's not, it's not. And we're called to be the ones who follow a Lord of love. Okay. Amen.